Welcome to the Black Beetle Health Podcast. Talking all things health, well-being and equality for LGBTQ plus communities of colour. So relax, listen and enjoy. Welcome back to the Black Beetle Health Podcast. I'm Ellis and I'm here with my new guest. Guest, please introduce yourself. Hey, so my name's Georgie and I'm a medical student. I'm a graduate entry medical student here in the UK and I previously did a psychology degree and I like talking about books online. So that's my uh, that's my thing is reading. So how did your psychology degree lead to becoming a med student? Do you think that's kind of informed? how you move through the your new course yeah a hundred percent so I um I basically just didn't know that I wanted to go to university and I didn't know what to do um and I was I, I just ended up doing what a lot of my friends were doing and psychology seemed like an interesting subject um but pretty soon into my psychology degree I realized that I wasn't going to be a psychologist and I started getting interested in that's interesting that you thought you weren't going to uni and then you just did the most uni <laughs> yeah it's like I was like no uni and then I've done I did a master's as well so this is my third degree and it's really funny because at 18 I was like oh you know I hate education I hate school I don't want a degree I just want to do whatever I'm doing um and I kind of fell into it which is I think unusual I think that's the best way to do it though because like when you're younger you kind of feel like you're pushed to go on a set path and you don't actually like how are you to know what you want um yeah down the line so I think when you kind of stumble upon something that's when you know it's like really like for you it's interesting because I think like through I you know I was I was at university at a time when a lot of people were you know I was going to Black Lives Matter protests in London and I felt like a lot of people's um, studies were being informed by their activism but I almost felt like being involved in some activism made me want to pursue a medical degree more because I was like, wow, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world that I'm unhappy with and a lot of people are unhappy with. And I thought, mate, you know, I don't know, but made me want to pursue being a doctor. Yeah. And do you have any sort of role models in like where you are at the moment or in general in like the, like studying medicine? Is that something that feels within reach for you? I, th- I think I think with all of these things, I think making your own path, like informing it. But I think my, for, for me, my role models are like reading. So when I was doing my master's, I was reading a lot of Franz Fanon and I was reading a lot about kind of a, a lot about colonialism, scientific racism, history of racism. And that was what was making me think, well, it's really interesting that people have been writing about this for decades and it doesn't really feel like that much progress has been made and I think one of the great things at the moment that informs me and and kind of motivates me is just meeting other people online like Instagram is such a great resource for meeting people who are like paving out their own paths especially when it comes to things like healthcare and even people who aren't you know medically trained but people are just being outspoken about their own kind of health challenges and things like that and their experiences of the healthcare system so for me 
the role models are just the people who are just living this every day and and putting the work in um, in their own time. I think it's great that people feel that they can share what their experiences are and I think there's power in that. Absolutely. Do you think that gives you um, more confidence going forward, like to be yourself? I think so. And I think I think I'm like in, in two in two spaces because in my day to day life in the healthcare system, like not even just as a medical student, I've worked in healthcare as well for quite a few years now. So like as a as somebody who works in the NHS, has worked in the NHS and somebody who is studying to be a doctor in the NHS and also as a patient. I I feel like I see it from a lot of different angles and often I'm in this quite I guess open-minded bubble when it comes to like my friends on social media who I've got a lot of like queer friends and like activist friends and and people of color who are really outspoken and talking about all these things and completely on the same wavelength as me and then I'm in the system and I come across like quite a lot of ignorance or people who just aren't that open-minded so I feel sometimes like I'm stuck in between these two worlds and I'm finding a way for them to meet in the middle so that change can happen is, I think, where I'm at, really, at the moment. Yeah, do you find yourself having to make, um, I guess, make make adjustments that you're not completely on board with? I think I'm very open to, be, to challenging. So it depends what it is. If it's something personal to me, like something that I'm finding, you know, difficult at the moment is like, um, people's ignorance towards me as uh, someone using they them pronouns like every day on my course um, you know getting misgendered and stuff like that in as, as a med student is a big thing and I find that quite frustrating um, so I when it comes to like challenging like if somebody says something and I'm like oh well you know I know a bit of the history of this or I know that there's like you know a lot of these things in medicine are still being informed by eugenics that was being peddled a long time ago and people are still pushing these ideas in healthcare not really knowing the history I feel quite confident with challenging those things but then when it comes to my personal life I'm you know it's hard it is hard when you're um you can feel kind of isolated I guess uh, in the healthcare system which is what that it motivates me though it's made it makes me want to find like-minded people and especially other medics who are probably in similar situations to me like similar identities I think there's strength in numbers so that kind of pushes me to to meet people and and try and get involved in projects where I am meeting other people who are on the same wavelength as me yeah because I was thinking about how you were saying that like activism fueled your desire to pursue medicine but I guess also that desire for activism can interrupt the um, engagement in medicine as it exists today a hundred percent and I when I like when you read about you know activists of the past if you read about like the Black Panthers and some of the like community initiatives they kind of peddled when it came to healthcare I look at the things like I'm doing like you know like I'll share a book on Instagram or whatever and I'm like well this isn't really activism unless you're like out you know running clinics and things like that and out in your community I really admire those kind of initiatives and I think that's my kind of goal would be to focus on things like that in the future I I feel like I'm experiencing it on two levels you know as my own personal experiences and also as somebody who's going to be a part of this healthcare system yeah it feels like a very alien body because of you know these things these big titles the power dynamics um machinery that you wouldn't even like imagine how much it costs 
and it feels so far away from grassroots, but such an essential resource to everybody, really, at some point in their life, is going to make their way like through hospital or like with a GP. And I think anybody who care, anybody who like whether you're you know doctors, nurses, like physios, anybody who works within the healthcare system, who cares about inequalities, whether that be for like. LGBTQ people, people of colour or people who, you know, fit into all of these different boxes, you really have to be so consciously aware of the power dynamics when it comes to healthcare and actually, you know, like, be, like having health needs and all of us, you know, need to see a doctor or a medic at some point in our lives, it's quite a vulnerable position. And I think if you're somebody who cares about reducing these disparities, reducing, reducing health inequalities, you have to be so conscious of those power dynamics and how vulnerable a person can be when that you know when they're coming to see somebody in a healthcare situation so it's something that i think about because i don't want to feel like i'm cut off from my from from my community because of having a title of doctor or whatever you know your title is but i think sometimes you it can create barriers just by having that in place and i think acknowledging that at the end of the day we're all human and and everybody needs to you know, has healthcare needs at the end of the day. I think breaking down some of those barriers and not having those kind of old fashioned views of, of medicine, of, you know, going and being told what to do by a doctor, I think is really important in, in kind of reducing and acknowledging health inequalities. Yeah, absolutely. And I think so many doctors really do forget about that uh, power imbalance will be dismissive of people and their issues, which is a terrible thing to do as a person, really, incredibly awful to do as a doctor but then reinforcing that power imbalance and really interrupting um like routes to positive health outcomes for those people a hundred percent and ignoring the fact that you know the person sat in front of you who's going through this probably knows quite a lot about about what they're going through you know compared to what you know and i think i think giving you know uh, breaking down that that power imbalance is so so key absolutely do you have any advice actually for someone who like who wants to be able to advocate for themselves in a healthcare setting i think there are so many resources online like there are there are so many resources online that can help you um go and speak to your doctor so it depends what you're you know speaking about but there are going to be things that medics just aren't informed of um is is talking about things like um, bridging prescriptions, for example. Like a lot of GPs aren't aware um, that they can prescribe bridging prescriptions, and there are resources online, like through organisations like Transactual, where you can go and you can read about what your rights are, what you can like, just kind of information guides for how you can approach these things with your doctor. So I think informing yourself is key. Having the resources there with you so that you know what your rights are. Um, taking somebody with you actually is a really good way. Sometimes I think if you want to go and speak to a doctor about something and you're kind of nervous, just having somebody who is there, who's on your side, who can support you and advocate for you or just give you a bit of confidence, I think, is, um, is really key. But I think for me, one of the key things is just having a community mindset when it comes to health. Like, I think there's so much strength in maybe you know, having community run days where we can sit and talk about our worries when it comes to health inequalities in the healthcare system and how we can advocate for ourselves as communities. I think there's strength in that and just meeting other people who are going through the same things as you. 
I think that's excellent advice. <laughs> so what are your ambitions within um, healthcare, like personally? So I'm, um, it's really funny, everybody thinks I want to do psychiatry because I did a psychology degree and I worked in mental health for a, a long time. But I'm, I really want to do um, gum, which is genital urinary medicine. So I'm quite passionate about sexual health and about kind of diversifying and making sexual health really inclusive. So that's my aim personally in terms of what I'd like to specialize in. Otherwise, I think just being a down-to-earth medic that people can talk to and be themselves with is my most important personal goal and like advocating for people who don't get advocated for very often and especially when it comes to kind of like multiple disadvantage or um, like intersectionality so like kind of black trans healthcare is really high on my agenda and and advocating for people who are going to probably be the most disadvantaged in in the current healthcare system. When it comes to um, black trans healthcare, like within a sexual health setting, hmm. is there much, I don't see much attention given to that. I think there are like small facets of, there are like, you know, some clinics that are run that are focused on kind of trans healthcare, I, I'm not aware of any specific for people of colour or for black people. That would be my goal, would be to like run some kind of clinic that can advocate for, for like my own community because I see firsthand like the health inequalities there and the fact that not enough people are talking about it, especially when it comes to things like the impact on your mental health. You know, living in an institutionally racist society has a massive impact on your mental health living in a transphobic society has a massive impact on your mental health so these things combined like more attention needs to be you know paid like we, we need things we need people who are going to step up and say look this is something that needs to be done but actually i think the place where it really needs to start is within education because we don't we aren't being educated about this at medical school and if we aren't being educated about this from day one how can any of us advocate for communities where like it feels like not much is being done absolutely if you felt like you weren't getting that in your education what kind of drew you to sort of that area was it the fact that it wasn't being um promoted enough in the syllabus or were there other um driving factors towards gum i just really enjoy it i just think it's such a fascinating subject it's just i really enjoy that like social aspect of gum and the kind of combination of of things i love talking i love talking to people and i feel like it's an area where you can like meet people and and have nice conversation and actually i've just met some really nice gum doctors they have just met some really really cool doctors who have made me felt really at ease or just like i just think it's a good area where you can really advocate for reducing disparities in healthcare so i think that's my that's my personal kind of draw towards that and I think also you know having my own experiences of discrimination within the healthcare system drives me towards you know I know I'm not the only person experiencing this I know you know the privileges I have navigating this healthcare system as somebody who has some medical knowledge as you know um, a mixed race light-skinned black person as somebody who's just kind of 
being able to navigate it differently because of working in the healthcare system. So I just acknowledge that I have some an element of privilege and I'd like to be able to use that to pedal change so that other people can benefit from it as well. Yeah, I, 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 when you said that you've met so many lovely gum doctors, the first thing I thought that was, wow, you, you've met them. <laughs> like, I, I, I can imagine, like, our listeners having tried to, for the, like, the past, like, three years, try to meet someone in person mm. to support their sexual health needs. And it's such a struggle at the moment. Is that being addressed um, on your end? Are you seeing that kind of being spoken about or changes being made? I think I think personally I know of, of of people who are like I know of students who really care about these things and I'm quite I, I'm I like to kind of network on I like to use social media to network so I do I do kind of approach people and say look I think we've got similar interests in terms of you know our goals and things like that and can we work together and I know of people doing little projects in their own kind of areas um, so I think I've been fortunate in that sense I think if I wasn't you know, a medical student and on social media and kind of putting myself out there to meet people on a personal level, I wouldn't be meeting these people. So I don't think enough is probably being done, especially to serve the needs of more marginalised communities. But I think there are there are people who care about it and there are people working towards it. And I just think, as I said earlier, you know, I sound like a broken record, but there are there's just strength in numbers. And if I find somebody who I think, okay, this person's doing something that is on the same wavelength as me and is kind of working towards a similar goal then I think working together is is the best the best way but as I say I'm I'm lucky in a way because I'm working within the healthcare system so I can advocate for myself on that level in terms of meeting people yeah yeah and there are a lot of charities doing a lot of amazing work picking up the pieces where you know funding is being cut or insufficient there are you just have to seek them out you just have to find them really I think that's the hard thing we kind of need I don't know if somebody has like a master doc or something or like a google doc that's just got all of these organizations put together because that would be maybe maybe that's my next maybe that's my next job well not to plug but black beetle house <laughs> yeah well yeah of course yeah of a sexual health resource with um, a lot of charities in the background and yeah. a big signposting page in general but you know, we always need to be collaborating to make that grow because, you know, um, in pockets of uh, uh, different locations around the country, different demographics, more and more things popping up to help support these people and um, new initiatives all the time. So it's always like a, a work in progress and I hope it keeps growing so that we can keep supporting people on like the like variety of needs. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think basically that's that's there's I think there's just power in that and that's what we we need to do. So like definitely plug away, like <laughs> this is what we need. It's great, it's such it's a great resource. Thank you. And you mentioned earlier about um some projects. Can you go into detail about any of those? Yeah, sure. So um so I've got kind of things that I, I'm quite passionate about. So during my first year um on on my my current degree on my kind of medical course I was trying to push for um, a bit of change in terms of the medical curriculum in terms of teaching about um, like medical racism and the history of racism um, in medicine and how that informs current practice to this day and uh, over the last year I've kind of been pushing for some more teaching on 
health inequalities when it comes to trans health in the medical curriculum because we don't really get that much teaching if any on any like lgbtq health um so i've kind of posed the question to my university and you know is this something that we can just on a on a small scale at the moment like is this something that we can have teaching on for students um i really think that changing the curriculum is going to be a massive factor in in influencing um, health outcomes for patients because i think if we're not talking about it it's very much relying on or actually if it's not in the curriculum in the first place it's basically saying this isn't important isn't it if it's not there in the first place it's saying that this isn't an important thing so i think just having it there and saying you know we need to be teaching about this i know there are people who are pushing for change in their own universities and organizations um in terms of like lgbt health but i i do think that it needs to be so widespread that basically every medical curriculum has these things taught because it starts from day one doesn't it like if we're not taught it from the very beginning what's the point so i think it just needs to it needs to be there so i'm doing my own project um through university in terms of like uh, awareness of trans healthcare and i'm also hoping to put together a group of like queer medics who can just network and like keep in touch in terms of research that they're doing projects they're doing or things that they think they need in terms of supporting their own careers and also being able to support patients. Have you sort of gained anything from these queer networks so far? Yeah, like I've over the past couple of weeks, I've been meeting up with people who are doing their own projects in terms of like queer health, um, just to try and see, because I feel like there's so many of us doing little projects and like putting together little groups. So I've been trying to just meet people who are doing things and get in touch with them and see if we can just support each other and like even if we're just promoting each other's projects I think that's just a great place to start you know acknowledging that somebody else is doing something fantastic in their area of healthcare or their area of the country and and being able to just network and share the projects amongst ourselves I know it's quite like it's quite medical student oriented at the moment and like kind of doctor oriented but that just happens to be kind of the networks that I'm that I'm in so hopefully kind of growing that and just support just that kind of mutual support I think is, is going to be key and I think that's going to motivate us as well because otherwise it can feel quite isolating especially if you're like the only person you know of within your year group at your university or like in your trust that you work in um finding other people and having that common ground with people is is going to be vital for kind of keeping you motivated of course yeah and how has it been like keeping motivated amongst all the strikes yeah well obviously um i think at the moment it's on the it's kind of at the front of everybody's mind you know what if any changes we're hopefully going to see within the NHS, obviously the current the current system is not sustainable, it's not working. Um, so I think a lot of people are motivated. I think as students supporting the strikes are really, really important. And I've been kind of encouraging other students to, to be supportive and not feel the need to go on towards if they've got placement and kind of act as stand-in, I think is, is vital because, you know, we're not just striking for people currently but it's also you know the future generation as well who will hopefully be impacted by this 
But um, on a personal level, I feel very, you know, motivated at the moment by it. And I think, I think one of the reasons I feel motivated by it is because I am talking to other people who are pushing for change and that makes me feel hopeful. That's really beautiful. So just as we round up, what are you reading at the moment? I feel like it would be ridiculous for me to not ask you this because this is uh, how I kind of understood you first. <laughs> like coming up on my um, on my uh, on my Instagram. <laughs> so I'm reading um, Divided: Racism, Medicine, and Why We Need to Decolonize Healthcare. So um, this book is was I, I got my copy of this literally yesterday so I started it yesterday and I just know this book is going to be fantastic and as I say I posted it on my Instagram and I was like I might be slightly biased because there's a paragraph in this book where Annabelle who, who wrote the book she interviewed me and we spoke about kind of what healthcare students are doing what medical students are doing because basically if we're not seeing change in the system we want to be the change and I think I, you know, I'm definitely plugging this book. I think it's a fantastic book. Well, I look forward to reading it. Yeah, I'm always like reading like five books on the go. I'm that person that's got like a book in every 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 bag. I have a book in, so I've got my book that I read on the train, my book that I read at home. Um, but this is a book that I'm gonna uh, give my undivided attention to. Uh, yeah, I, I always think about reading, but <laughs> this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? It, it's really funny, is it? Because it takes like. It's really difficult sometimes to give your attention to reading a book, but I think there's something really great. Actually, audiobooks are fantastic as well. I, I've got to say, I think I, I, I enjoy an audiobook too sometimes. So however, you know, you want to do it, I think, I think reading's great. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. And oh, thank you to the audience for listening. <laughs> Bye. Thanks so much.